What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well, as well as the, the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space, and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast and just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. If you're not listening on Apple, just hit like, follow, subscribe, wherever you are listening from. 
The podcast is available on Spotify now, and I've also been dropping some monthly playlists there every first of the month. So I'll put the links in the episode notes for those, along with Dan Cable Presents mugs and t-shirts. I know that uh, I'm hitting you with this episode on Wednesday, October 27th, not uh, our normal agreed-upon day every Friday usually is when the new episodes of the podcast come out. But every other Wednesday, I have been dropping episodes of I Dig Records in this feed, which is typically co-hosted by my cousin Rob. But uh, I've been having some guest hosts on that as of late, which has been super fun. But uh, about a month ago, I went out to Boise, Idaho for the Tree Fort Music Fest. It was my first ever Tree Fort. It lived up to all the hype. I've been talking about it over the last month or so as I've been sharing some of the conversations that I had out there. But I, I got so much great content out there. And uh, I just wanted to uh, hit you with a double dose of the podcast this week and share another one of those conversations that I had out there with a band called Winter Forever, which was one of the two Boise, Idaho-based bands that I got to talk to. This was a super fun hang with these dudes. I got to chat with them right after their set at the Shredder. It was night one of the festival. I was just kind of getting my bearings on how everything was set up over there. And we ended up just chatting right outside of the venue, kind of in this alleyway area. And uh, that's just one of those things that you kind of got to adapt to when you're going out to these festivals and trying to capture interviews with bands. There's not always an ideal place to record and it's also the great thing of, of having one of these mobile recorders that can run off batteries and you can kind of just set up shop anywhere. So we had a cool hang and I enjoyed getting to know these dudes. They're making some music that is pretty heavy in its lyrical content and definitely matched by the instrumentation in the band. And it's literal and it's dramatic and it taps into the emo and post-hardcore stuff that I have a huge soft spot for if you're a fan of Spill Canvas or Coheed and Cambria. I think this stuff is definitely going to be up your alley. They made this record with Nathan Hussey from All Get Out, which is a really great band. So it was cool to learn that they worked with that dude on this record. The No Bokeh album from All Get Out is one of my favorite records that has come out within this genre in the last few years. So add that one to your playlists if you're not familiar with that one for sure and just a big thanks to these dudes from winter forever for hanging out and chatting with me about their tunes and and how this band got started and we are going to get into it all the links will be in the episode notes so you can keep up with the band if you enjoy what you hear on this episode definitely give them a follow add them to your playlists anything like that is super helpful for visibility across the board and hope everybody is doing well out there i will be back at you on friday with another fresh episode of this thing got a a really great chat with a singer songwriter by the name of brandy zidane out of nashville tennessee that will be on the show friday and definitely check out last week's episode 
maybe my favorite episode in the entire catalog of this thing had the return of Noah Gunderson to the podcast who has become my favorite songwriter over the last five years so it was really fucking cool to have him back on the show but for now we got episode 279 coming at you winter forever is on the podcast from Boise Idaho and we are going to kick off this episode with a track from their Levitas album and it is called Houdini. Let's do the damn thing. To this thing, how's it? Uh, how's it feel to be actually playing some music in front of some people? Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, incredible. And I, I think I said it like 15 times on stage, dude. I now I know why my mom always had a problem with me when I got cooped up for too long. Like <laughs> I get a lot of fucking energy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, we've been like sitting on this record. We've been like 
like when we oh when we finished uh, recording, it was like right before the everything hit. So we've been sitting on the shit for so long, it, like finally get out there and just explode. On that, stage. This is it's the first great. time we played a lot of those songs live, huh? Yeah, a lot of the, this is the first time. Yeah, one of those things though, like you don't realize how much you need or miss that until it's gone for 18 months or so. Yeah, yeah, and like. You think you're like, oh, I know what not playing music feels like, and no, dude, it's totally different. This is like longest, the longest I've gone. Longest not music. I've ever not played music since I joined my first band when I was like 13. Yeah, something like yeah. For, same similar situation for me, man. It's just crazy. Oh yeah, I, I just started playing music when I was 25, so I, this is this is the longest stretch for me, <laughs> and I, I fucking hated it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you seem to you seem very stoked, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, what were you guys able to at least? Record or play a lot during well, the we COVID recorded shit. our first LP unintentionally during the lockdown. We we recorded the instruments before, like March of 2020. We yeah, recorded like March it. March second was our last yeah, day. Right yeah, before. and then uh, shit hit the fan with COVID. Like literally two weeks later, I think. Yeah, it was so, insane. So <laughs> um, and then so I mean, Corey can tell this part. He had to go finish vocals and yeah, I flew out to Alabama for like 14 days and. We, me and uh, Nathan Hussey rented out a cabin in the middle of nowhere, just completely isolated, which was the weirdest and coolest thing that I've ever done. Cause like, it's really cool to be on your own and do stuff like that. But being alone with myself for that long really fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like, as far as shows go, this is like only our second show back. So we've like practiced like once it was like, once we got vaccinated and stuff like that, we got practice. But before that we were just like, See you when we see you, kind of shit. It was kind of it was. We played D and D over the computer. That's yeah, how we played D and D over the internet. That's, that's how we <laughs> kept in touch with each other. Corey, do you find that important though to like have some different environment to influence what you're doing, or is that kind of the the first time you've experienced you know, something like that where it had an impact? It's a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, sorry, I jumped the gun there. I'm really excited to talk about this album, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a little bit of everything, man. Like. I think I was ready to record the record as we had it in March, but then getting postponed for, you know, for the six months or whatever it took me to get out to Alabama, I had a lot more time with just the instrumentals. So just playing those over and over in my room alone, like thinking about it and like by the time I got to Alabama, I was like, okay, there's things I want to change vocally. And I, I really like truly don't believe we'd have the record we have today if I didn't have that gap where I really got to like think about the songs and work on them. I'm standing outside your door I just can't walk in Outside your doorway But I'm too scared to move inside And when I do I'll talk and you'll just sit and stare Like I'm a stranger to you
Also, I think uh, Corey being one-on-one with Nathan actually yes. helped a lot. It, like, gave him a little platform to start off of, and, like, Nathan can... Nathan's, like, a great producer because he's, like... He'll, like, hear what you're saying, and he's, like, nah, here's... That's trash. Yeah. He'll just, like, he'll straight up go, like, no, that sucks. That's, <laughs> uh, that's Nathan Hussey from All Get Out, little plug. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. He, oh. Produced, he produced our yeah. record. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love that band. So, yeah. yeah, he'll just be, like, that's trash. Do it, do it, do it again. Find something different. He won't tell you what to do, but he's like, yeah. that's not good enough. I mean, you need that though in the, yeah, in no, the room if you want to make I, a good record. Right? I deeply appreciate that. I was yeah. like, Jess and Nate fought the most probably. Yeah, <laughs> but I liked it. I liked, yeah. I liked that he was like fight me about stuff, and it yeah. worked out for the better, right? Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, for sure. He just made me rewrite verses and choruses like three or four times and I was like nope not good enough go back outside and write it again I'm like alright <laughs> I'll be back in an hour yeah how do you like respond to something like that is yeah. it is it I, easy I mean I don't want to say is it easy but is it uh, is it something that you try to be super open about and not get frustrated about and realize that this dude is really trying to serve your, your record yeah it's I think the first time he did it when we were like cause we had been like the full band and I, he'd hung out with me a little bit one on one but like the first time he was like, nah, we got to change that. I was like, I feel like this is my best. What do it like? Okay. <laughs> but by like the third or fourth day, if he was like, hey, this needs to be better, I'd be like, all right. And I could sometimes even write things like on the spot, like, cool, let's just change this to that and we'd roll with it. So, but I got a lot better at writing, I think, in that short time because having somebody who's willing to like challenge you on those things, be like, hey, like you're better than this makes you, you know, think to yourself, okay, I can do better than this. Also, so. we had like, because we recorded instruments and then there was a gap we were texting with nathan and kind of built a relationship in between that and Corey flying out to do finish the vocals so we had our we had like inside jokes by that point and like so i think feel like Corey was like there's a little bit of a buffer where yeah you had a little friendship mixed in with the oh hey you could do better you know what i mean for sure like, so kind of i mean i I've looked up to that guy since 2012. I accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally saw him open for a lot of dispute, and they stole that entire show. It's like I spent the rest of the night at his merch table telling him how great he was, yeah. and I was like, I'll never see this guy again. And then I'm and like, all of oh, a sudden, shit. you're in a room now, recording a record with him. Now he has my phone number. Yeah. Was it comforting for you, Corey, to get to kind of do that on your own though, with with just Nathan, and not have the the rest of the band around, and like have that kind of pressure? on you while recording the vocals and writing these new lyrics uh it was honestly it was really cool almost I, i'd almost call it a dream come true because like i never thought i'd get to this point in in music especially starting so late but like to be able to work with somebody i've looked up to for that long just it really motivated me to keep going and so yeah now i'm just excited to to be doing this and to keep doing this for sure talk to me about how this thing started winter forever started as a two-person club with me and Jess where we would get very drunk and watch Star Wars fan films. <laughs> <laughs> and the drunker we got, the more terrible the fan films we would watch. And one day, he was like, hey, I know you're in another band, but you guys aren't playing. Like, you probably still, still have some songs. I'm like, yeah, I got like five secret songs I'm not showing anybody yet. And so we went out into my garage and played them, and we're like, this sounds pretty good. So after a couple of those... I called Chris. I would just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna write something yeah. to that. Like, no, no pressure. I'm just like, I, this song sounds pretty cool. So I'm just gonna, you know, write a few little noodles in there. You know, just whatever. I'm just jamming out. Just trying to encourage him yeah, to maybe like, like keep on writing. writing. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just gonna write something. Just, I'm just gonna it write so, something. It hey. sounds awesome. I'm just gonna write something. I'm just gonna write a little bit, a little lick there. And so, like after that, um, I had met Chris, our old bands that 
mine had broken up, so I was like, well, almost broken up, so I was like, all right, well, I guess this is done. So I, that's why I had those songs. And once Jess was in, I was like, okay, I'll just pay Jess and I'll, I'll call Chris for my last tour. His, his other band went and he's a solid drummer, so I'll just pay both of them. We'll just do like a little solo EP that I'm doing. And so I, you know, came up with a name, did the songs and stuff. And then after that practice, when they were all together, they both like texted me that night, like, hey, can I just be in your band? And I was like, oh shit, this is going to save me so much money. <laughs> yeah, uh, our bands literally felt like our old bands literally fell apart at the same time. Within, yeah, all within these, weeks. Like within weeks of each other. All three yeah. of our bands. Yeah. You guys are all Boise people yes. too? So, yes. So yeah. do you all like kind of play in the same scene and that's yes. how you yes. knew each other? It's probably a good idea good time to introduce jacob yes so jacob is actually this is actually his first time That's playing me. with us he also killed it by the way yeah yes. it's, thank it's you fantastic. it was an awesome night yeah i was i was telling i was telling jacob before we got on the mics before Corey said anything i would have had no idea that this dude had never <laughs> played with you guys and only like had a few days to learn the song these so. guys are way better musicians than i am <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not true, true. this so dude is like a wizard he learned he learned songs. all he learned these songs in four days i think yeah, something three, like yeah. that yeah he, so, he Corey said three on stage which i like just to like add to the drama a little yeah, bit yeah. so let's just make it one now he learned these last night this he learned these songs 30 seconds ago <laughs> yeah. he, he actually showed him these in the back room right there so let's hope he doesn't mess up so our our full-time bassist is actually a guy named Max. Um, uh, we love you, Max, if you're listening. Uh, but he did not feel comfortable with COVID yet, um, which is totally fair. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we hit up Jacob because he's in a band called Whippin' Shitties that we really get along with and we really like. Uh, and that's right. Their name is Whippin' Shitties. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Pizza. No, it's That's their website. Yeah. Oh, Whippin' Shitties dot Pizza. Oh, yeah, damn. That's, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and so we hit him up, and he said yes. And, yeah, so um, – but Max, our full-time bassist, was has been friends with Corey. Um, they were in the, the Corey's old band together. Yes. So. And so, yeah, that we had three bands that all fell apart within a week. And yeah, we're like, so let's just be a band. Like, we all knew each other, so we're, it wasn't like I, – I didn't know Chris very well. But other than that, I knew everybody, so. Jess? Jess is one of those guys where I showed up, and the first time I thought he hated me because he's a little more reserved. And I'm, I'm a super extrovert, so I'm just like, hey, blah, and he's just like, yeah, man, cool. And I'm like, I texted Corey. I was like, does Jess not like me? And, I, and he's and like, I, no, dude, I texted him back. I was like, yeah, dude, Jess told me he fucking hates yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> not only does he not like you, he yeah. despises yeah, you. Which is, which is fair. If you but he thinks me. you're pretty um, all right at drums. I can be annoying. Um, and, but Jess has literally become one of my best friends. Like, yeah, we, we bonded, like, so fast over Star Trek and, uh, yeah. Just, nerd shit. Yeah, yeah. nerd shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> For the two of you, Chris and Jess, were you just really drawn to Corey's songwriting? Yes. Corey is like, he's very, um, it's very natural. It comes very natural to him, right? He literally just sent us, like, sent me acoustic demos and was like, hey, would you want to just come play drums with this? And I was hooked by the demos. I was like, oh, shit, this dude, like, this dude has verse, chorus, hooks. Like, they needed a little polishing, but, like, literally the all the hard work was done so i was yeah, like hell yeah i, I definitely want to in in most of my other ba- bands i was like the principal songwriter so it was like actually really nice to be like hey dude take the wheel <laughs> man i'll just write to you that and i knew great. i got along with them because we had toured together like he said our, our two old bands had toured together yeah uh so i knew i liked him as a dude yeah and so 
that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah when yeah. you like him as a dude, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that definitely helps. That's half the battle, especially yeah. especially as you get older. It's yeah. like, you want to get more wanna, grouchy. Ten yeah. percent more grouchy every year. So, so. Jacob is twenty one, but the rest of us are thirty. Um, it's 30, 30 ish. Yeah, 30 it's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm 30 ish. Yeah, exactly. Or, or 36. One of the two. When you're so when you're 30 ish, hitting the road. I'm, I've got two kids. Like when you're hitting the road, I don't want to hit the road with people I don't like anymore. Yeah. Like I, I did that, that. I could do that in my teens and early 20s, but I don't want to do that shit anymore. Like yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Corey, did you start writing songs from a? pretty young age or did you really start playing at 25 um i mean i uh i i used to sing a lot like to myself and just make stuff up but it was mostly like stupid shit like going outside gonna get the mail then shut the door like just st- just <laughs> sing about what i was doing so like that was like just the, narrating yeah, your, so that your was life just, simpsons <laughs> shit yeah, so yeah. that was like the majority of my songwriting until i was 25 and then like i sat down and uh max again he's not here um i was like Hey, dude, I have a guitar and I need to learn to play it. So he came over and taught me to play a couple like chords, and I started making stuff up. And it was pretty awful, but I think like at that moment I realized that I loved it. So I just sat down and kept writing stuff down and and playing stuff over and over until I got, you know, competent enough to to string things together. And then now these guys say all this really nice stuff about me. So that's <laughs> really fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Corey's just like super honest and very straightforward mm. with what he likes and doesn't like, and it, I think it he works said, really he well. He says shit in his songs that I wouldn't put out in public. Yeah, so it's I'm great. Like, yeah. It's fantastic. It, which, it captures you. Which yeah. is why I'm not the songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's definitely something I was I was drawn into. Man, was the the vulnerability and the literalness of of the lyrics. I think. When I was younger, I gravitated towards that stuff like really heavy, and maybe I've drifted away from it a little bit, but I still have a spot in my heart for it and some space for it. Of course. And uh, I was just really stoked, actually, that there was your style of band was playing Tree Fort. Like, oh, thank you. This, thank you, man. This like, post-hardcore emo band was playing like this hip music festival. And yeah. like, I, think, I think that's... I don't know. I think that's very cool to see within the, the the bands that are bands and artists that are here to to see you guys on the lineup as well was was very cool. I was I was pleasantly surprised to oh, to find a band that sounded like you. Thank you so thank much, you. man. Appreciate yeah, that. it's uh, some it can be rough sometimes. There's not a whole lot of that kind of music out here. Um, so we like to hit the road. A lot of times it's easier to find bands to play with and stuff on the yeah, road. Yeah, we thought for the longest <coughs> time I thought there was just. I didn't know why Boise seems to be a dead spot for like post hardcore type stuff, emo type stuff. There um there's a lot of great bands, but as far as like getting people to shows. Yeah. Uh, and then we played Southern California and it was like we barely promoted it and there was a full room. And yeah, we're like for sure. uh <laughs> cool. Like yeah, like <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> like yeah, so that's that's where I grew up. So I I grew up kind of around all of that and that's oh, me too. that's what filled up the you know the yeah. music scene was was everything within yeah. that genre so yeah i think just in general in the pacific northwest you don't really find as much of it or mm-hmm. yeah indie's like very big up here so yeah. which is like people like what they like that's fine it's yeah. just just noticing like as we're touring like oh hey where do we do the best and unfortunately it's not the pacific northwest For sure. <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, like I said, I was just like stoked to find something in your genre at this festival, and yeah, I, I'm super familiar with the the record by now. Oh, oh yeah. Really? So cool. it was really cool to get to see it played live, and I would, we did it justice. You know, I didn't know what to expect, and I, I'll, I'll tell you that I was desired nothing more like during the show. I didn't feel like there was things that I was missing from the record. Hell yeah. Cool. We try and get that same energy. We try and bring that same energy from the record. To yeah, the if, to me it was like it was it sounded as good as the record and was better because of the energy <laughs> of the Great. of Dude. the live show. And you you guys all seemed to go very in, which was probably like the reason I kind of felt like Jacob was just a part of the band and not just yeah. this this fill in dude, you know. like for you to like step into this space and and you know learn these songs over a few days was it was that nerve-wracking for it's, you it wasn't super nerve-wracking it's just weird not weird it feels really natural i listen to this stuff on a daily basis anyways especially these, this guy's record i've listened to it a bunch right um but it's just not something that i play very often uh, so it feels really cool to get up on stage and just be loud and hit things really hard and be angry for a little bit. Yeah. But And uh, the problem is, especially with this kind of music, bands don't stick around very long right, right. in the scene here. So it's cool to see one that has actually had some fruitful endeavors, yeah, man. unlike half the bands that I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your bass tones were killing and Thank everything you. sounded really great. I thought, I think... Uh, the the backup vocal presence Jess is is definitely Ooh, as good as it, it is on the on the record I think I yeah. could not hear myself on the monitor at all so <laughs> it was, was good like, it please was let solid. this sound good it please let solid. this sound good <laughs> and Chris you're you're steady as she goes on the on the kit oh, you know just you. holding it holding it down back there thank you Corey was it difficult for you to learn how to play guitar and front a band like this then when you first started getting going writing these these tunes um yes and no again like at first it was very very uh, nerve-wracking especially because all all three of the original band members and jacob are all much more talented than me musically so like watching them like play music and stuff like i knew i had to be better so there's a lot of parts now and especially in the new songs where i actually play leads while i'm singing and like when we wrote those i, I was like oh shit, i have to do this now and sing at the same time so like I would pretend like it wasn't a big deal, but I'd go home and stay up to like four in the morning doing it over and over until I could get it right. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Corey is like a really hard worker. So anytime he like talks about, oh, I'm not talented, it's like, it's all bullshit. Hard work is talent, baby. No, he knows he knows how to how to get shit done, and that's a talent in and of itself. Cor so Corey is the type of musician and singer where if we have a rough practice and it's, it's if he knows it's him, he's not nailing a part. He, there won't be a repeat practice where he's not nailing that part. Like he will, he will have gone home 
and been like, I didn't sleep for two days, but I like <laughs> practiced that. I'm not gonna that. fuck up this part. <laughs> exactly. Ever yeah, again. yeah. So, which is that's pretty rare because I've been in tons of bands where if you fuck up a part, the person just goes, oh well, and then fucks it up again, and then fucks it up again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that about you, Corey. Actually, thanks, um, That, yeah. I think it's rad when you find people around you like that that inspire you, like whether it's in music or anything else when there's a bunch of people that are maybe better at you better than you at something and it yes. drives you to want to reach that level and then you want to impress them and, and keep them coming back for like wanting to play these songs with you so it's awesome yes. when you want to impress your friends in the band like yeah. that yeah that's a good feeling yeah it's uh i that's how i get better in most things in my life i'm like i like talk to people or surround myself. like i'm a much better songwriter now that i've been in a band with Corey like I'm much much better like making shit flow together making shit fit together because he's that's the something that he has a great talent that I don't have so it's he thinks it's only us bringing him up but it's definitely not a one-way street yeah man this is this is Jess's first like emo like post hardcore man he played in punk bands then he just made a hard jump into math rock which is why you see him do a million things with his fingers <laughs> on that guitar but yeah like when I saw him do that and I was like yo you want to play in an emo band <laughs> yeah I was like sure I don't know, I don't know. If, this, if the music's good then I, I don't care like I'm my music taste is super eclectic so I'm like as long as the songs are good I'm yeah. fucking playing whatever Corey what's it like for you to be so upfront and you know forthright with your your lyrics and maybe lean into being dramatic with them like what do you what do you like about that um I don't know, man. Growing up, uh, I think that's kind of what I was really into. I, I like to feel like I could connect with with the artists that I listen to. And I used to listen to a ton of bands, like starting off with punk, and then I drifted more towards like the post-hardcore emo um, genre. And all of those big bands that I was really, really into as a kid were basically wearing their heart on their sleeve, like, but in a way that they were just ambiguous enough where you could be like, oh, yeah, I can relate to this. I can feel this. So, like trying to put my own spin on that and like sometimes be you know a little mysterious but also sometimes just say it outright like exactly how I'm feeling about something because I, I don't know I think there's there's something about honesty that can be very very I don't know touching and disarming yeah and I, I just I want to feel like I can I can reach out to other people who have been through things and be like look dude it's I know it's tough but like you have to be honest with yourself and and accept things and, and be willing to you know work on it or like at least feel it because at the end of the day like you're only here for so long so try to feel and and enjoy everything you can absolutely man yeah i i appreciate the the vulnerability of it and just you know screaming it out loud that way and and presenting in that that way especially with the when the when the songwriting is so good to go along with it and there's interesting things going on with the the music as a whole but does that bring about some some interesting conversations with you and like does family ask weird questions about about these lyrics that you're writing or uh, friends like me? like hey man what do you uh, mean you don't want to wear your fucking seatbelt man <laughs> <laughs> what's this no seatbelt business okay first of all i didn't know that my mom and brother were here so this is <laughs> yeah um that was actually the first conversation that because i we got the the mixes back and i showed my older brother we worked together and I showed him the mixes and he was like, yeah, I like this song, it's really cool, but I don't like that you don't want to wear your seatbelt and you've thought about driving your car into traffic. I'm like, yeah, but the song's good though, right? <laughs> you were thinking it too, man, I just said it. <laughs>
Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. No, I thought you I thought you went for it like right from the beginning with the the opening track, the Central Park Circle thing yes. just kind of lets you know that you're you're in for a ride of emotion. You yes. Know? Yeah, that that track is fun, but it's it's weird cuz it's like coming to terms with you know, kind of being surrounding yourself with with not great people but also realizing you're not a very good person either. So how did it work out that you guys ended up working with Nathan from All Get Out? Uh, a stray tweet. <laughs> so, yeah, stray tweet combined with um, uh, Jeff from Sunsleeper. Jeff from a band called Sunsleeper yeah. from Salt Lake City. Because I tweeted uh, after our tour, I was like, hey, we got a bunch of new songs. What's a producer I should work with or that we should work with? And he tagged uh, Nathan Hussey. We could move under the awning. If, uh, oh, that's, that's all good. good. And, uh, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, so, it's, it, yeah. yeah, I don't really feel too much hitting okay. it. I'm so not. he tagged Sorry, Nathan guys, Hussey's it's Twitter. It's starting to rain, so that's why we're uh, It's starting to rain and the equipment's yeah. out in the, yeah. the water. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the only interview I get to do at, at Treefort. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, so Nathan, yeah, Na- Jeff tagged Nathan in a tweet, and I was like, ah, oh, that's cool, whatever. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I had a, a message from Nathan, and he's like, yeah, I'd love to work with you guys. Just send me a message. And I was like, not sure this is real yet. This might be a prank. <laughs> but yeah, it ended up being real. I, he he uh, asked for my phone number and he called me. And it was very weird hearing his voice come out of the other end. I was like, this just sounds like an All Get Out record, but he's talking to me. <laughs> Any bands out there, if you want to make a serious record, get get a hold of Nathan Hussey. He will, he'll, he'll get it done for you. 
Yeah, was that intimidating for you guys at all, being fans of the band or some of you being fans of the band? So I have to admit, I had never actually heard all Get Out. So Jess joked the other day that I like six bands. <laughs> which six? I want to hear what six. We're doing this. Uh, We're yeah, fucking doing six. this. My first six are Thrice, 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 Thrice. Let's go, buddy. I'm going <laughs> that in the month. Six, thrice. Yeah, well, yeah. you should have said that's every time I die, but it's fine. Yeah, okay. Every time no, I no, die. No, no, it's too well. late. That's mine. Thrice is my favorite band. Buddy. Yeah, that's my so. favorite band of all time as well. So, anyway. Oh, you guys can leave. Chris and I just need <laughs> yeah. to talk about Thrice now. <laughs> so, Jess joked the other day, like, Chris, you like, like, six bands, <laughs> which is which is fair. But so I had I had actually heard All Get Out. And then, so Corey was like, hey, this might be the guy that does our record. And their, their uh, record, what what's that? record called uh no bouquet had oh, just man. come out that had the song goddamn on Incredible. it so i heard goddamn and i was like okay fuck yeah <laughs> like uh, that i love that song i love that whole record that's my favorite so, phrase so like the fact that there's a song called goddamn that's yeah awesome. yeah so um i was all on board after that but you were the, I, I again i had heard all get it a little bit but again i wasn't really uh emo kid i was like not really scene, in the emo so. country yeah. but i knew who he was so yeah of course i mean it's, it's gonna be a little intimidating he's like an established person yeah. and how do you talk to someone like that how right. do you uh, interact with someone who's like made level. so yeah. many insanely good records and but we, we went to fucking cherries had some dinner. He got scammed out, he of, got a scammed out of a MacBook. <laughs> and uh, the first, first conversation we have, Nathan Hussey is not getting to know him. It's him going, "Do you guys think I'm getting scammed right now?" Because he's trying to buy a MacBook and he got scammed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. Yeah, I wasn't gonna tell. But big, big shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big shame. Yeah, Corey, did it take you a little bit to kind of humanize him once you started working with him and not just fan, I mean, when like, you see your fan boy out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, at that point, I was like, this guy's no better than me. No. <laughs> um, so good. No, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Like, picking him up from the airport, like, I was like, yeah, this is just the dude. I'm gonna, this is going to be really weird. And then, like, getting in the truck, I'm like, yep, still weird. And then, like, we got to Sherry's and sat down, and the conversation was normal. I was like, okay, cool. And he actually ended up staying with me the whole time he was in Boise. So like after the first probably day, we would just wake up at like 7 a.m. and have a couple cup of cups of coffee and talk. And I was like, this is just like hanging out with a, like a normal dude. So it quickly just became like a friend. But he's a great guy. Yeah, the 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 whole like I don't know, not necessarily idolizing, but definitely like looking up to something like, oh shit, this guy is like doing what I want to do. Yeah. So it was it was humbling for me. For sure. <laughs> to figure that out, but yeah. It makes it real when you get to be in a room with that that yes. per type of person and make a record with them that you're stoked about. Yeah, I really dig. I feel like there's a maturity to the emo-ness within the lyrics at times. Like you, you talk uh, like Brown Recluse, talking about like anxiety and seeing the world outside of yourself a, a yes. bit, you know? So, uh, yeah, just, you know, growing up, dealing with a lot of that stuff and like, coming off of medication and then being back on medication like over and over you, you get very familiar with those feelings and so yeah like anxiety I still get it now I'm just I think I don't know if you ever get better but you get better at dealing with it yeah it's just kind of how I've grown from that for sure I think it's a lot of it is a lot of expressing your emotion, like lyrics and stuff like that. It's a lot of that, but it's also dealing with that, which I think is where the maturity comes with. Because yeah. like a lot, you can, it's it's very easy to just like have these emotions, but to actually interact with them and like figure them out, it's another. It takes another, it takes a little bit longer to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day that was like something along the lines of, just because you have anxiety or something like that, that doesn't 
free you from like the consequences of like the emotions you put out there. And I think Corey's very good at like being like, Oh, I was having a moment, but then I hurt somebody. So I need to like apologize for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and Jess says it all the time, but it's, and he's right. Like it's, it's much more interesting to, to recognize the flaws that you have and address them and be willing to work at them. than like, kind of brush them off or pretend like they're not there like blame people around you yeah so like it's it's much more um yeah interesting to just reflect on the things that yeah the things that you're doing wrong versus like trying to find an excuse for it it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're just stuck inside your head you know you're right I should be I feel like I pulled a little bit of that from, from listening to the music as far as you kind of speaking to, you know, just like put yourself in someone else's shoes like every once in a while and like think about things from outside of your own point of view so that you can understand someone else's existence and that your problems are not the only ones in the world. Um, yeah, just uh, appreciate the songwriting as a whole. As, uh I feel like you guys did some stuff within the the sequencing of the record that like makes it feel seamless and gives it like the opportunity to kind of immerse yourself in the world that's kind of created there. So that's great because we stress so much about the, <laughs> the the construction of like where the track oh, yeah. should be. So yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of chats that about was, sequencing the record and oh yeah, that was would probably oh, that was probably one yeah. of the biggest fights with Nathan. Uh, was we we had a, had like a Zoom meeting and all decided a sequence that worked for us, and he was like, "Well, what about this?" And we were just like, "No." Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, if it worked out, I'm very glad. Yeah. <laughs> I dig six four four papers. Yeah. Okay. A lot. the The breakdown on that track is very cool, and the guitar <laughs> melodies are uh, yeah, really we great as well. Yeah, we want to get weird with that yeah. one. Max threw that out there. He's like, "What if we just got fucking weird at the end?" Of I'm like, "Sure, dude. I love getting weird. Let's fuck it up. Let's take this really poppy song and just like fuck up the end right there. It's great." What's it like being people from Boise and getting to? play tree fort i feel like this this festival has gained a lot of attention over the last eight years since it started yeah uh, i mean obviously last couple of years hit it hard but yeah it's it's interesting uh it's kind of a little at first the first time i played tree fort it was very surreal i was like oh shit i did my posters on the same uh, same post uh is along with like all these crazy amazing bands it was like when your andrew wk was like oh my post my name's right there <laughs> i mean it's very far away from andrew wk's name but it's still like on the same feet, poster yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that kind of shit is great uh sometimes you get get on a show that you don't deserve and you get to play with fucking amazing bands and it's great it's fucking awesome you feel uh uh it's it's like a cool way for all uh, everybody to kind of mingle and stuff too. There's a lot of ways for artists to interact with each other too. So it's a little, I don't know. I've not been to a whole lot of festivals, but it feels very intimate. Tree Fort does compared to a lot of them that I've been to. So it's nice. Tree Fort, yeah. Tree Fort's a great way to do a festival without having to camp too, because a lot of like a lot of the big festivals, what they mean by festival is you go like camp, like right. uh, 
uh, like what's that one that's going on right now in Indiana? I think like Furnace Fest. I think okay. is, uh, yeah. I think that's where that is. Sorry if For I'm sure. wrong. Alabama. Yeah, that's just like in a field, and right. you just like go right. camp, I believe. Um, and same with like the big European festivals. You just like so Tree Fort is cool because it's like they got all the venues and the in the downtown area to cooperate and uh even though you're going to different venues it all feels like the same experience which is that that's a cool part of it um yeah uh it's hard for me to be completely objective because like like you said from being from here tree force just always been around so like uh because i'm not originally from here i'm from southern california so like by the time i moved here I think Tree Fort. Well, it might have been a few years before Tree Fort started, but still, like it's it's hard to remember no Tree Fort. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's really cool to have something in the Boise area that is a draw from outside the area, and yeah. So, I mean, you're here, which is cool. So, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys uh, giving me some of your time. It's really fucking cool after being oh. so familiar with the record to get to see you guys actually play live and to chat with you after is. Well, thank you for it's saying cool. we did it justice. That that means a lot. <laughs> you did. Yeah, so. thanks for talking. It was, with all, us, it was all Jacob. Actually. It was. It was Jacob's definitely my Jacob. favorite band member. Yeah. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. fair. No, but four days not pretentious or anything. Yeah. He's just like I just fucking hit, play the bass, dude. Fuck four that. days in, and you're the favorite band member, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it's this coming. energy. Man. I'm coming for Max. Yeah. <laughs> Max, watch yeah. out. Max, I didn't get to meet you, but what's up and. Jacob's coming for your spot. <laughs> uh, That's a joke. I love you, Max. I love Max <laughs> yeah. way too much. Yeah. We end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if we could get the, yeah, exactly. You want me to yeah. do it? I mean, yeah. Oh, that'd be Don't so say, good. Go for it. Don't say pogrom. Um, yeah, if we uh, could get the winter forever, <laughs> it's a program. We can properly sail this thing out. You just want me to say it's a program? Yep. It's a program. You nailed it, everybody. Perfect. <laughs> Woo! I, Damn, that was a good. I also want to talk about how like how compact and feasible it is to take this everywhere. It looks like it's really easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't weigh very yeah. much. It doesn't feel like you could probably do it in a small backpack. Yes, <laughs> you probably could. It's not getting rained on. No, nope, it's not getting rained on at all. There's no rain here. Um, we're gonna play it out with one of my favorite tracks on the record. I think it's the second track on the album. It's called Inadvertently. And, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorites for sure. Love the keys on this one. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys again for, for doing the thing. And I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can keep up with you. Check out this record. If you dig more of it, uh, give these fine gentlemen a follow and a like. Thanks for having us. Bryce, take us on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us, Dan. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. That's the Jelly Jams, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland, Boise, Tree Fort, wherever you are listening from.
give a big shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you so make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh, the link in my instagram bio on the link tree so you can find it there as well big thanks to distro kid stay up stay tuned <laughs> 